hello, and welcome to episode seven, season two of Reviews from the Crawl Space. I'm Douglas. Over there is Vicky. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, on the show, we we used to review vinyl, but now we're doing a little something different these days. We're reviewing all kinds of movies and television shows, and uh, we thought we'd do something a little different uh, with this episode. But first. You found us. Congratulations. You can also find us on Twitter at RF, RFTCS1. On Instagram, just reviews from the crawl space is one block. Uh, similar but different content in each place. You can find the episodes that we're currently working on. This current episode will be there uh, on Instagram and all the past ones and just like very, very specifically that what we're working on. Where Twitter, we can add in some other little tidbits little other little bits of information that you might be interested in so uh yeah there you go and you know that we could be found on apple um, spotify's the googles anywhere you can listen to podcasts anywhere pretty much yeah so we thought we'd do something different uh recently somewhat recently a little little less recent than we thought but still recently <laughs> uh an actor named barry newman passed away uh, at the age of 90? 92. 92. So he lived a good one. Yep. Um, and if you're wondering um, who this this actor is, well, you know what? Let me let me play you something here. We'll we'll get started. I'm in. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. That's not like it was almost as long as the movie. <laughs> it's a great. I love the old trailers so much because it didn't really give away anything, but made you want to see it. So yeah, Vanishing <laughs> ah, Point. 1971's a Vanishing Point, not the just Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, fucking classic. Oh, okay. So yes, he just he passed away recently, and just like we had to, we had to do this. So we talked about it. So I kind of get in this episode in the middle of the week because we talked about it, we back and forth. So we thought we'd just dedicate this one episode to the this movie and and, so and, and Barry sh- Newman. It, it should be short and sweet. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Doug then, loves this movie. And then I, I do. It's yeah, it's a very important movie, and I think it ties in also very directly to what we're going to talk about next episode as well. I think there's a, a nod and a wink to this movie in in that. Movie. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. All right. Vanishing Point, 1971, rated 14A. Hold on a sec. Yes, I know. Your face is right. It's fucking PG, and there's titties all over the place, and he's doing drugs, and... Running from the police. The police, and just, like, like the crazy racism. Like, PG. Oh, my God. PG is fantastic. There's no way this would get a PG now. In today's in today's day and age. No. Sorry, when you said fourteen, I know I actually have that right here, PG, and in brackets I have LOL. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought that when I wrote it down too. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry. Runtime one, one hour thirty nine minutes. <laughs> so it's rated as an action, crime, and a thriller. Hmm. The tagline is: "It's the maximum trip." Dot dot dot. At maximum speed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, it stars Barry Newman, as we've said, as Kowalski. Kowalski. Uh, he's also been in Bowfinger and a movie called The Limey. And from 74 to 76, a TV series which I watched, mm-hmm. uh, Petrocelli. Oh, yeah, right. Cleavon Little as Super Soul. The, he's the DJ uh, from the radio, radio station KOW. Yep. Uh, he's also been in Blazing Saddles oh, and yes. so, Toy Soldiers. Uh, and to me, and not only that, but uh, Fletch Lives. Yes, he's he's a proper. Yeah. He's like the, the maintenance keeper in Flesh Lives. That was like, the, the other. He's one. like the best part of that movie. Yeah, this guy's classic. And guys. Charlotte Rampling was in it uh, as a hitchhiker, um, but they deleted all her scenes. Okay, so so we're kind of doing this in a whole bunch of like shotgun scattergun kind of things because, yeah, her her stuff was cut for the American version, which is the hundred and thirty nine whatever. So they cut her out, but the problem is, is that like her scenes are key to his our our hero's ending, or to the, to the ending of the movie anyway. We're trying to keep this as spoiler free as possible. So that's why there's two versions, and you watch the American version, and I'm glad it still gets as high of ratings as it does. Imagine what the, it actually had the proper cut in there; it'd be even more highly rated. But it changes it, it, it for this journey that he's on she kind of plays like a pivotal role that makes the ending make more sense than it does now. So, yeah, she's in there. Last time we watched it, for whatever reason, I didn't put it on the international or the UK version, as it's called. Do it, we have it? Yeah, it's on the Blu-ray, yeah. Oh, we're going to have to watch it then. You could just switch between the, like, yeah, when it starts okay. off, he's like, do you want the American version or the international Okay, version? then we're going to have to watch it because I, I have to see that. Because that ending, I don't know whether I've ever seen the one with her in it. Yeah, it just adds, oh, God, I want to talk about it so much because it kind of spoils 
So we'll, okay, we'll talk about the movie a bit more. Because the ending more. has never made sense to me. Yeah. Okay, and we'll, I'll, I'll explain a bit reason why. So let's continue, kind of continue on a bit more okay. about the movie, and I'll, I'll kind of explain to you why her removal of that or the removal of her spot makes the ending make less sense. Okay. Yeah. So the storyline during the seventies, car delivery driver Kowalski delivers hot rods in record time, but always runs into trouble with highway cops. Wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Director was Richard C. Ser Serafian. Serafian, yep. 63 directing credits. A lot of TV episodes in the 60s. Yes, yeah. Gunsmoke, I Spy. A couple of the movies. Oh, shit, yeah, I Spy, yeah. Okay. The couple of the movies that I didn't know. Like, I, they sounded vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think but, I've seen them. Yeah. The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing, Street Justice, and Eye of the Tiger. He also did a bunch of acting. Oh, I have the tiger. Hey, is that the one with which? What is that? Is that the one with coked up Gary Busey? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Did we ever watch that? I don't think we did. I don't think so. Oh my God. Okay. No. We're gonna have to watch that. Uh, writers: Guillermo Cabrera Infante. Eight writing credits. Yeah, not very many. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand and five: The Lost City with Andy Garcia, Dustin Hoffman, and Bill Murray. Wow. Uh, that was the only one that I recognized. Uh. Malcolm Hart, two writing credits. This and the TV movie called The Vanishing Point. Ninety-sevens. Yeah, or not called The Vanishing Point. No, called Vanishing, Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point yeah. um, with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. And a guy named Barry Tall. Oh, sorry, Barry Hall. <laughs> he might have been tall too. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah. Uh, and one writing credit. This movie. Yeah. Filming locations: KOW Radio Station, Goldfield, Nevada. Yeah, right away. I'm just gonna say that we've been to a lot of these I know, places. I know. As I'm writing this stuff down, been there, been there, been there, there. Been there. <laughs> driven there. Uh, Cisco, Utah. Mm -hmm. Tonopah, Nevada. Yeah, been there. Yeah. Denver, Colorado, and Page, Arizona. Uh, the other one too. Uh, Austin, Austin, Nevada. We were also there. That was that, that Chevron gas station. Oh right. Because yeah. you're like. Yeah, we've been. We've, we've fucking been, been to that gas station. Yeah, we stopped at that gas station. Because that town, gas. that town is just when you're coming down Pony Express. And you're just out in the like in the out in the big valley in the flats, and you just have these. And the town is just an old west town, perched like on in going into the mountains, like just right on the side of the mountains. And it's just it's it's just like a cool looking. It's funny because in the movie, compared to the time that we saw it, it really had not nope, changed. No, it had even Tonopah or Goldfield. This looked pretty much the exact same. Because even me, you know, my memory is not great. Yeah. And that <laughs> trip was years ago. Yeah, yeah. I. I said, we've been there, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, it hasn't changed. Nope. Um, all right, so I've just got a bunch of trivia. Okay, well, before so we get to that. To go before we get to that. Do your stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah so you said, it's so 1971 USA, uh, it's I'm not streaming anywhere. So this is another thing that we've talked about on this show, about why it's important to buy physical media. And I actually read more than one article talking about how this was one of those movies that just a couple of years ago, two, two years ago, celebrated its 50th anniversary. What we have here on this Blu-ray is the only modern, like, copy of it. They're, wow. Yeah. For a movie that's so important to so many directors out there, say, is influential, influential for me. Well, and it has such a cult following. Huge cult following. That there, there is no other copy. So that's why it's important to buy physical media these days, because these movies can fucking disappear really really easy yeah. when you rely just on streaming it's not available on streaming it's not available to buy or rent anywhere you have to own it and i really hope that you guys find a copy of it because on the blu-ray like i said it comes with both versions uh, of the movie so something to keep in mind physical media 
it's a good thing that you like film, good film, uh, because a lot of this stuff we wouldn't have copies of either. Exactly. Uh, cinematography by John A. Al Alonzo. Uh, John, an American DP with 84 credits, uh, one Oscar nomination with Chinatown, which he's really the most known for. Uh, we should cover that movie because I have never, spoiler, I've never seen that movie start to finish. Oh, I've, totally. I've seen tiny little pieces of it, but Let's honestly, it. never. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like, you know, being a film guy, there's probably the people that think I deserve a slap for that one, but uh, uh, he did win one, uh, he won a primetime Emmy. Uh, for, for outstanding lighting in a TV movie, which is crazy. Uh, a TV movie called Failsafe from 2000. Uh, his other credits include Cool World, Star Trek Generations, and Navy Se 1990s Navy SEAL, which makes me laugh. Charlie Sheen, Michael Bean. Seen it, yeah. Yeah, it's just like yeah. fucking hilarious nonsense. Um, so I want to go to the soundtrack, too. Is something we were talking about, because usually I talk about composers. This is where the composer comes in. There is no composer. This is just a soundtrack. And in fact, the director originally wanted to be just done by, oh, there's a band name, Delaney, and I forgot to write it down. He wanted to be done entirely by this one band. And Fox is like, no, we're not paying for that. I've heard of that band. Yeah, so they're like, no, put together some, you know, we'll give you this amount of money, go put together some other songs. So he went out and found still a really great soundtrack, which is, you know, greatly narrated, uh, kind of filled in by... Uh, Cleavon. Cleavon, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that's not Cleveland. It's wrong. Um, so, so a couple of things that we have, right? Like you said, we have a couple of uh, Bob Segarini songs. Bob Segarini and uh, Randy Bishop have two songs on here. Uh, one called Over Me and the other one called Dear Jesus God. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of Jesus God songs because at one point our hero meets. Well, we haven't even talked about like the actual over the scope of the entire movie. Um, Kim, Kim Carnes actually has a couple songs on here. Jerry Reed has a song on here. Uh, Mountains, Mississippi Queen. Like, this is that perfect mashing of the 70s when they started doing just like... It's one of my favorite things about the 90s. It's just like they started piling songs on for soundtracks. Just fucking loaded up with yeah, songs. Yeah, totally. Don't worry about composing it. Just loaded up with great hits. Yeah. And that's one of the, the strong selling points of this movie is its soundtrack. It's one of those great early 70s... And the car. And well, no, no, for sure the car. It's like yeah. it's the combination of the two. I got to get some water here. Um, yeah, the, the so the story is just it's one of the things I love about this movie is that it's so straightforward. Oh, I'm not quite done. Straightforward. I'll give you the ratings first. Internet Movie Database seven point two. Rotten Tomatoes seventy nine percent critics, eighty one percent user. Uh, Metacritic, 61 Metacritic score, 8.6 user score. So people loving this movie, which it, they should be. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, what I like about it is just one of those classic start to finish, point A to point B. It's a chase movie. It's like a fucking most pure chase movie. Starts out right away. And the way it was kind of, I wish I would have written it down. Barry Newman had, I think it was Barry Newman or the director had talked about it, how it was just like this journey where he starts out and just like picks up baggage and problems along the way. And it's almost like the way he was describing it always just kind of remind me of like Pigpen. It's just like here he comes <laughs> in his charger and then like all this chaos behind it. Yeah. Or his challenger, sorry, not a charger. So yeah, and and kind of throughout the, his his journey, I, I like I call him the hero because that's how he's referred to as the hero. He is an anti-hero. Yeah. He's, been, he's, he's a Gen Xer before there was Gen X. 
He doesn't fit in anywhere. Doesn't belong in any of the system. Kind of fucking hates people. He was an ex-cop. He was an ex-cop who was... Yeah, as who was, it mentioned in the trailer. Who was discharged because he tried... He, he prevented a rape from happening. Yeah. So they were just By like, his partner. You, he's out. The old boys club just kind of sunk him. He did... Yeah, he was a, a decorated war hero. And he came back. He was doing race car driving. He just couldn't fit in anywhere. So then he's just... Kind of took all that stuff and he just started delivering cars. Just running cars across the country. So... Yeah. So in his journey, he meets different characters along the way. And I like to like various points of essentially temptation. Because like he is so fucking focused on this one goal. Yeah, because he did make a bet with his buddy. Yes, that's the movie starts out with him just on a turnaround from a job. Yeah. He's literally just pulling in to pick up another job. And he's like, I'm gonna do this in like like half the time or yeah, whatever. San Francisco. Yeah. So from there, it's just like, it just takes a bunch of speed, takes a bunch of pills, and just heads out on the road. And I, I guess at one point, it's like his eyes are like essentially bleeding. He's been awake yeah. for so long. But, uh, and on his journey, he just comes across all no these. There was no monster or. No, there's no monster no, energy drinks. No drinks, no energy drinks back in just, those days. Just good old speed. Just speed. <laughs> just, just hard drugs. <laughs> Couldn't buy it over the counter. So yeah, he just, he meets all these different characters along the way. And there's like. There's various points of temptation because, like I said, he's so singularly focused on doing this one thing, and he's he's great at avoiding the cops. But and he's managed to avoid all the ladies throughout the way, all the drugs that's thrown down in his way, he'd, all that. And that's why the last the last person he meets that picks up the hitchhiker is the last scene that was cut. Oh, that's so weird. And in there, you have to see it, but it changes the outcome for him. He's yeah, he slips up. So yeah, it changes because when the, when you're watching it now in the American version, he just goes from doing that and running and escaping to to the way it ends. But there's there is a point in there to what something that happens. So. Yeah, I would say this is. Probably... And I don't want to spoil it because the the ending of this movie is one of the fucking best. Yeah, and I would say this is probably one of the best car chase movies. Yes. Oh, still like, to this day, there's yeah. Still French Connection and a bullet. Bullet and same guy that who, other movie that you like. Same uh, guy who was holding a sec who did uh, did the stuff for Bullet, like the, who handled the cars and all the some of the stunts. Same guy uh, for this. So interesting. Yeah, French Connection and what was you saying? Another one. Uh, it's uh, Ronin. Oh yeah, Ronin. Big, yeah, fucking Ronin. Yeah. A big car chase. Oh my Ronin god! Yeah, well. that's such a. Oh my, we have to cover that movie too. Yeah. Ronin's great. It's so underappreciated. Good for you for remembering Ronan, too, by the way, that name. Yeah, because that's... <laughs> We've talked about it recently, I think. And Ronan has come up on a few of the lists. Since people were talking about Vanishing Point, they were also talking about other car chase Yeah, because I and... think that was one of the first movies that was doing car chase scenes in the, in the, in the same tunnels that Princess Die was killed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was, like, one of the things at the time. was like, yeah. holy shit. And yeah. it's really good stuff. Anyway, it's one of yeah. the best parts of those movies, the car, ch car chasing stuff. Yeah. Um... Uh, so for me, do you remember? So you saw this movie before we got together. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know whether you introduced it to me or okay. whether I just I've just saw seen it somewhere in passing. I don't remember. We've been to, like we've talked about yes. a long time, and yes, yes. my memory is not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this is. But I enjoyed this movie. Good. I enjoy yes. watching this movie. Yeah. Um, when you say let's put on Vanishing Point, I don't go. <laughs> yeah, you don't go. Ah. You're like, all right. Okay, through my teeth. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we've seen it a lot, and uh, like I said, it never gets tired. There's, 
Yeah, no, it's always it's so much to appreciate. Yes, yeah, so it, it is. It's just a simple, straightforward. You, you can just throw it on, and <clears throat> like I said, just just the sound of that car. Now, now that I know that the supercharger sounds are fake, but <laughs> it has kind of crushed it a little bit for <laughs> me. Sorry, I ruined that for but, you. But the engine, still, everything else is still fantastic. I still love that car. I will never, never <laughs> not love that car. Uh, for, for me, it was my dad. It was another one with my dad. It's so weird because we've talked about trying to get my dad to watch a movie these days or anything is fucking impossible. Like, just I just trying to sit down with him and watch it. My mom struggles with it all the time. Can we watch a movie? No. But this is one of those movies, and there's a huge list of them that... He's like, man, you should check this movie out. So probably early teens. He's like, man, you should check this movie out. And I'm pretty sure I sat down and watched it with him back in the day. Because back in the day, you could actually, back when cable was less shitty, there were some channels. And we had a channel, probably Showcase, actually, now that I think of it. Yeah. Which was good back in the day. And yeah, we sat down to watch it. I've, I fucking loved it ever since. It's like, first time watching it, I was like, holy shit. That's so fucking cool. It didn't help that the car is amazing. Yeah, totally. Um, so it's just kind of weird because, like I said, there's so many times where, like I said, trying to get dad to watch movies, ah, fucking movies, and then he'll sit and watch hours of stupid-ass reality TV. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, he t- like I, I'll never forget my, when he took us to watch Terminator 2 opening in, in the theaters. Like, holy fuck, I'll never in a million years. I remember just, like, not even sitting in the seat, just holding on to the edge of the seat and just sitting like that the whole time just because I was enjoying it so much. I remember sitting, looking back and it's like, my seat's way back there. It's <laughs> just like, oh my God, this is so exciting. So it's so weird. Uh, there's another one too that uh, pops into my mind is uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes with the Disney flick. But it was because like he would rent us stacks of movies that he is like, here, watch this. So stuff like that. Anyways, it's just that <clears throat> this is one of those ones that... that uh, well, that good he's that responsible he fed into for. your love of movies. Well, see, same with the music. Yeah. Like, we're going through yeah. the collection. It's like, oh, why do you listen to the fucking heavy metal? And I was like, dude, your, your fucking music collection is like the grounds of that. Like, <laughs> it's your fault. Fu- I learned it from you. <laughs> uh, so, so, anyways, that, that, that final part. Uh, so, we'll go to some of the trivia, I think. Hold on a sec. I just want to go through, uh, make sure all my notes here. I will say that there was a, um, a couple of interviews uh, to Barry Newman's done over the years. Uh, from 86 and 2006, there was a, a couple where he talked about, he felt that he always, he, he always thought that the entire movie was an essay on existentialism. Kowalski drives to drive with no real purpose for doing what he's doing. And he decides to give his life its definition and meaning with complete freedom by doing this thing. Now, one of the pieces of trivia that I found hmm. was that the director actually wanted to cast Gene Hackman. Yes, I had heard that, yes. Yeah. And the the film company, 20th Century Fox, insisted that it be Barry, New- Barry Newman, and that would be the only way they would make this movie. Good. I cannot imagine Gene Hackman in this part. It would be The French Connection. Like, yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah, yeah, okay. I forgot he was in I mean, that. it wouldn't, I mean, it was a fresh connection. It was a whole bunch of this whole police thing and, like, his character and that was a huge piece of shit. But uh, but uh, it would not be the same movie. I agree. It no, would, not at all. Barry Newman is perfect for he this. He is perfect for this. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could not imagine totally. Gene Hackman in this. I like Gene Hackman a lot, but man. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> not at all. So I thought, I thought it was cool because as I was talking about the character's journey... And not, it's not how it's, it's it's just such a it's such an interesting journey because like I said he starts out and it goes along it's it's not like his 
descent into hell, but it's just like his yeah, hero's journey. That's exactly what it is. He just got he's got one main mission, but he it's kind of kind of got side quests, but he's also got like these little helpers along the way, and yeah. Um, yeah, the final scene, uh, Chrysler. Okay, and I've, I've read it a couple times. So more places than not have said that they've built five five of these cars. Four yeah. of them had the 440 Magnum V8, which uh, <laughs> 375 horsepower, 400, 480 foot-pounds of torque. Holy fuck, no wonder that <clears throat> when he was taken off in that car, that frame of that car probably just twisted. Well, that's, Barry Newman said that during the filming of this, he said you'd put it into first gear. And oh. it would almost rear back. It, yeah, no doubt. Like it just like, had so much power. That torque is incredible for so, that vehicle. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, just grabbing a, a little slap of water there. So they had they had four of those built to that, and they had one extra one that they end up really, I think that the fifth one that they had there was kind of one that I got to kind of beat up and use for parts eventually and broken and shit. Uh, they were all returned to Chrysler after filming, and then Chrysler was everything that I've seen. Chrysler destroyed them. Yeah. Um, I've also read that Chrysler was super pissed once they saw the final version of the movie because it's like, oh hey, by the way, we used your car to evade the police and do drugs in, and like, they got real mad at it. But at the same time, it drove sales. Oh it's, god, yeah. It essentially created the muscle car genre or yes. the sub subculture. Yes. Yes. Out of this fucking movie, and Chrysler was mad at first, but they like they they just shut up about it once they saw how much money it was bringing in. Yeah, no so. doubt, no doubt. So they pushed. Like, I mean, hell, like <laughs> even now, that's that that car itself is a cult, has a cult following. So yes. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, I just want to say too, there's a there's a duel between the the Challenger and a Jag in the in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. And it was it was shot at a slower frame rate to give the illusion that they were going much faster than they actually were. When they shot it, they were doing eighty kilometers an hour, fifty miles an hour. But they sh when they shot at a slower frame rate, it made them look like they were going much much faster. And honestly, it made me laugh. I mean, come on, come on, Jag guy, you're out in the you got out because straightaways and, and that you're not going to well, keep up with he, that car. That, that Jag driver was kind of a d bag. Yeah, he was a d bag. Well, like most Jag drivers, anyways. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! You don't. I don't, don't go alienating Jaguar drivers. Don't from, know. I don't know podcast. any. I don't know any. Doesn't matter. You I, just you're just saying that from as a generalization from that one dude from, in the movie. From that one movie. That's that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> no, I'm sure you're fine if you drive. I I don't know any. They're not around here. It's not a common vehicle, so. I'm not worried about it. No, if you Just drive a, a Tesla, you're pretty. Uh... <laughs> so, so the one or two people that own Jags around around where we live are going to get it. They're going to show up. They're going to be old old British people, and they're going to be like saying British stuff to us. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever British, whatever fish British people. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> no way, wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wanker. Yeah, I learned that from Ted Lasso. Oh, wanker. Um, yeah, that's 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 it's it for me. Like I fucking. I love this movie. It's one of those movies as a as a younger person, like I said, as a young teen. I really, like I said, as a Gen Xer, I get it. Not fitting in anywhere, just like I'm gonna fucking go do something else, like everybody else. I'll see you out the highway. Do it makes me happy. <laughs> I'm gonna go out there and give my own, my life my own fucking purpose and meaning. So uh, yeah, um, what do you give it? Oh, ten out of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, on our scale. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's a must-see, must-own. Yeah, must-see must and must-own, yes. Please please pick up this movie. I, It's got... She's got a great flow to it, and it deals with a lot of... A lot of issues still today around. It deals with a lot of racism and the shit that happens to uh, the radio station and everything. And I mean, that's one of the things I love about this movie, too, uh, the way it opens with Cleavon uh, just... He's a blind guy doing the, the radio, and he just, like, starts these in this small, like, fucking tone of our goldfield. Just nowhere. no Nowhere in Nevada. I've been there. And he just strolls through the town with him and his German shepherd. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He has a different colored skin. And so, yeah. It deals with a lot of racism and shit like that. And just, like, cops that are power tripping. and Good movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, and R.I.P. Barry Newman. R.I.P. As we started out, R.I.P. Barry Newman. The reason for today's podcast. Exactly. So, that was sort of thought we'd do something different today, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you can go find a copy of Vanishing Point somewhere. Honestly, even if you go to the Torrents, go get it just so you can watch it. But make sure it's the U.K. or the international version, and not the American version. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, and yeah, I have no problem if you want to, if you want to watch to, it again. Yeah, we're going to have to watch it again. <laughs> I have because no problem. I need to see that part. Yeah, and hopefully we see one of the, the I don't know what you call them, production houses or whatever, do a proper, is it the fifth, we've just, a couple of years, we passed the 50th anniversary and there's still no remastered 4K, or any, any kind of remastered version of this movie. Fucking bonkers. Yeah. And like now the, they, they really missed the, the boat on that one while, the main character was still alive. Yeah, totally. So, so that's my hope. Anyways, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week at our normal time with, ooh, we got a surprise. We're doing something different again. Trying something different every week. What? Nothing. I'm not giving it away. I'm just trying to build, hype it up. I'm trying. Hype! I'm hype, trying hype. to think what we're doing that's different. But there we go. Oh, you know what? Here, well, here's what we're doing that's different. I'll, I'll, I'll tiniest little spoiler. It's an entire franchise. Yes. It's okay. an entire, up to this point right now, it's an entire franchise. That we're I knew that it was the, but I just never saw it in that perspective. Yes. The entire, but yeah. As right. Up to this point, it's the entire yeah. franchise. Yeah. Of, of, yeah. Okay. So, but you have to tune in and find out what we're talking about. Which franchise? Oh my God. Is it the Mannequin franchise? Is it the Home Alone franchise? Is it the one with the talking babies and the fucking talking dog franchise? Probably not, but tune in. <laughs> you never, never know. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next week to Look Who's Talking 3. <gasps> Fuck you. <laughs> Us. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, bye.